0: Safer Bereishit, Parshat Chaye Sarah, on water justice. Parshat Chayei Sarah, or the life of Sarah, begins counterintuitively by telling of Sarah's death. It starts Sarah's lifetime, the span of Sarah's life came to 127 years. Sarah died in the land of Canaan, and Abraham proceeded to mourn for Sarah and to bewail. Abraham then honors Sarah with a proper burial, and at the end of this parsha, Abraham himself is buried with her. In between these events, we get the lovely story of how Abraham and Sarah's son, Yitzchak, came to be married to Rivka, which we'll focus in on here, Isaac and Rebekah. In chapter 24, Abraham, not wanting his son to be matched with the Canaanites, sends his senior servant, Eliezer, to the land of Abraham's birth to find Yitzchak a wife. In this Torah portion, the person is simply called the servant, but he's generally assumed to be the same Eliezer, the one in charge of Abraham's household, from Parshat Lech lecha Eliezer searches specifically for a woman who, when he asks for a drink of water, not only accepts his requests, but offers to give water to his camels as well. And Rivka, the first woman, Eliezer asks, does it? In Genesis 24, verses 45 to 46, the servant recounts, Ani terem achaleh ledaber alibi v'hinei Rivka yodzeit v'kada al shichma v'teret ha'ana v'tisha v'omar eleha hashkinina I had scarcely finished praying in my heart when Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder and went down to the spring and drew. And I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar and said, drink, and I will also water your camels. So I drank, and she also watered the camels." This is going above and beyond with kindness, is the very reason why Rivka is chosen to be a matriarch. The medieval commentator Rashi says, she is fit for him since she will be charitable and will therefore be worthy of admission into the house of Abraham. Rashi's point probably isn't the best way of wording it, as Rebecca proves herself far more worthy And in a way, one might argue, becomes a bigger player in the unfolding of Israel's story than her husband Isaac does. This is a theme we can recognize over and over in Tanakh, that it's not merely being nice that the Torah expects of us, but actions of justice in this case with water, the key ingredient in all living things. Water, water is foundational to the world as we saw from the very beginning, of the creation story throughout Genesis chapter one. Water can create and water can destroy. Water can kill and water can save. Earlier in Genesis, we saw God destroy almost the entire world via the flood. And in our previous Torah portion, we saw God rescue Ishmael by presenting him and Hagar with a well Later in the crossing of the Red Sea, God's command of the water simultaneously saves the Israelites and drowns the Egyptians. At the event's conclusion, Moses and his people sing, I will sing to the Lord for God has triumphed gloriously. Horse and driver, God has hurled into the sea. And in the reward and punishment theology of Deuteronomy, The result of Israel heeding God's commandments is rain for its crops, while the outcome of disobeying is drought. It says, and you shall soon perish from the good land that the Lord is assigning to you. Water also plays a central part in Jewish practice. And in these rituals, water represents the antithesis of of death. Sleep is said to represent one sixtieth of death, and one traditionally washes their hands upon waking up to almost shake away that death, almost purify and be grateful for the existence of life. For purification from other states that are reminders of death, the mikvah is used. Rabbi Dr. Yitz Greenberg teaches, mikvah is a rebirth ritual. The person removes all their clothes and totally immerses in the water, a symbolic return to the womb. Then he or she emerges, purified to new life. They immerse in water, the womb of life, and are reborn to new, intensified life, Rabbi Greenberg teaches. The mikvah mimics the experience of the actual womb. Mayim is chayim, water is life because a fetus is in the womb of water. Greenberg notes that the mikvah contains living water, that is, water still connected to its natural source. Heaven itself even is represented in Hebrew with the word shamayim, which can mean sky water. The Midrash Bereshit Rabbah puts a miraculous reading on Rebecca's selection at the well. Here's what the Midrash says. All the women went down and filled their pitchers from the well. But this one, as the waters saw her, they immediately rose. The Holy One be blessed, said to her, You are a sign of blessing to your children. You are a bracha. The Talmudic tractate, Ta'anit, tells of another supernatural well, saying the Israelites had water with them during the Exodus. Thanks to Miriam, it says the well was given to the Jewish people in the merit of Miriam. When Miriam died, the well disappeared. Our mitzvah of chesed, or loving kindness, perfectly encapsulates the interconnectedness between supporting someone emotionally and helping them materially. Rebecca exemplifies this obligation in this parsha, When she gives water to Eliezer and also his camels. But what happens when individual acts of chesed can't be enough? According to the World Health Organization, some 2.2 billion people around the world do not have safely managed drinking water services. 4.2 billion people do not have safely managed sanitation services. And 3 billion people lack basic hand-washing facilities. We don't have to go far. In Flint, Michigan, lead in the water caused a five-year crisis regarding the water's drinkability and exposed thousands of children to the long-term effects of lead poisoning. In the face of climate change, droughts pose substantial problems to both people and animals. Down here at the U.S.-Mexico border, refugees and asylums are trekking through the desert desperate for access to water. Friends, the Torah makes it clear that access to clean water is a basic human need and that it is a basic human duty to provide water to those who don't have it. And the scale of this problem demands not just one person like our foremother, Rebecca, but thousands this summer, at Arizona Jews for Justice, an initiative run by Valley Bateman Rush, we gave over a 1,000 gallons of much-needed water to Arizona's unsheltered population. We're always accepting donations at our office, by the way, to support that work. We also give out lots of reusable cups, as water at most food establishments is free, but getting a water cup from the business without money to buy anything can be a serious challenge. However, water justice is a global issue, and the problem is much, much worse in poorer countries in the global south. And because this crisis is so wide-ranging, no organization is able to offer a catch-all solution. Still, we can follow the model of Rebecca, and when someone seeks our help, provide above and beyond what is asked of us. Ultimately what rebecca demonstrates in this parsha is her willingness to love something isaac is able to reciprocate chapter 24 ends quotes isaac then brought her into the tent of his mother sarah and he took rebecca as his wife isaac loved her and thus found comfort after his mother's death friends may we too in rebecca's merits and memory commit our loves to acts of kindness and justice. May our gratitude for clean water inspire us to advocate for water justice near and far.